0: believers strengthened in their faith, and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Good morning to you, bless the Lord, and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's a privilege to continue a subject that we started on Monday morning, and that subject is The Covenants of God. And I remember, Junie, we started out by you giving some definition of the word covenant. And it's a very significant word, not necessarily in our worldly language, but in the spirit and in the scriptural basis, it's significant.
2: It's also very powerful in the world because a marriage is a covenant. That's
1: really true. A yeah.
2: promise between two people that we break.
1: Right. And a covenant could between, can be between people. It could be between God and a person. Or, as we're talking about, between God and a nation. And it really establishes a relationship and because the covenant is a binding agreement. And we're talking about, at least initially, unconditional covenants. In other words, it's given by God and nothing is required of the responder to it. And then we'll talk about an unconditional one. But we started talking about the Abrahamic covenant found in Genesis chapter 12, when God said to Abraham, "'Go forth from your country, from your relatives and from your father's house, to the land which I will show, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse.'" And that covenant was passed on from Abraham to his son Isaac in Genesis chapter 26. Listen to these words. And the Lord appeared to him, meaning Jacob, and and he said, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and to your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath which I swore to your father Abraham." And I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and will give your descendants all these lands. And by your descendants, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. So it extended. It wasn't just to Abraham, but it was now to Isaac. And it wasn't just to a people, but the land was included as well. And then that covenant was extended to Jacob. This was uh, Abraham's grandson, the son of Isaac. And we read in chapter uh, 35 in Genesis, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, 35, beginning at verse 9. I'm in Genesis 35. Then God appeared to Jacob, again, when he came from Padamaram Aram, and he blessed him. And God said to him, Your name is Jacob. You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. Thus he called him Israel. God also said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from you, and kings shall come forth from you. And the land which I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will give it to you. And I will give the land to your descendants after you. So it was just not a covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and Jacob, but it was a covenant that included the descendants of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And we know these are the Jewish people, the people that are naturally descended from Abraham, Isaac and Jacob.
2: They call our people Jews, Shelley. Because one of Jacob's sons, whose name was changed to Israel after he wrestled with God, is Judah. And that's where the term Jew came from.
1: That's good. And this is summarized, if like I could say the covenants were summarized, when we read Psalm 105, beginning at verse 6. O seed of Abraham, his servant, sons of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac. Then he confirmed it to Jacob for a statute to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan and the portion of your inheritance. So this is an everlasting covenant, irrevocable and eternal, it cannot be rescinded. This was a, an a unconditional covenant made to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and their descendants forever. And he even calls Israel an everlasting nation. So it's powerful and the agreement is forever intact. And then we spoke about the, com- the covenant that God made with David. We see that in Second Samuel, but I'd like to summarize that also in Psalm 89. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 89, which speaks about the covenant, the Davidic covenant with David. All right? If you have your Bibles, Psalm 89, beginning at verse 3. Psalm 89, beginning at verse 3. All right? It says, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to David, my servant, I will establish your seed forever and build up your throne to all generations. Continuing on in verse 28, we read these words. My loving kindness I will keep for him forever, and my covenant shall be confirmed to him. So I will establish his descendants forever and his throne as the days of heaven. And finally, in the same Psalm 89, we read from verse 33 on. But I will not break my loving kindness from him, nor shall deal falsely in my faithfulness. My covenant I will not violate, nor will I alter the utterance of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His descendants shall endure forever, and his throne is the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon, and the witness in the sky is faithful." Juni, these are such powerful words that will not be broken because they are unconditional covenants that God made with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the descendants. And it not only pertains to the people, but it also is pertaining to the land. We want to touch on the Mosaic covenant today. And this differs from the other ones because the Mosaic covenant was conditional in other words, in the other covenants to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and David, it was God who made the covenant and was nothing was really required from the people other than to obey it. But in the Mosaic covenant, there were conditions on it. And I just like to summarize that by looking at chapter uh, 28 in the book of Deuteronomy. And we can really, Deuteronomy really shows the history of our people Israel. But in chapter 28, Uh, let's read the first two verses and we'll get the sense of the chapter. Deuteronomy 28. Now it shall be, this is God speaking. Now it shall be, if, there's the key, this makes it conditional. Now it shall be, if you will diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you will obey the Lord your God. And in chapter 28 of Deuteronomy, God goes on beginning in verse 3 to talk about the blessings. For example, verse 3, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed you shall be in the country. Verse 5, blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Verse 7, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and shall flee thee seven ways. So we see blessing upon blessings from verse 3 to verse 14. However, if they did not obey the law, the curses begin in that same chapter, verse 15. But it shall come about if you will not obey the Lord your God to observe to do all the commandments and the statutes with which I shall charge you today, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. And when you look at the history of Israel, journey, we could see they could not obey the law. They could not observe every jot and tittle of the law. And therefore, the people of Israel has suffered greatly. And of course, the greatest... Hindrance toward them fulfilling all that God has for them was the ultimate rejection of Jesus. So that's the condition of Israel today, and it's very sad, but the unconditional covenants are going to come to pass because God is a covenant-keeping God.
2: But what is also very, very, very important, Shelley, is I don't think many of us realize what Yeshua what Jesus did when he came to earth. The scripture tells us that he became a curse for us that we might become the righteousness of God. So going to the cross and being our offering and uh, causing his blood to shed, which was the blood of his father, he overcame the curse of the covenant for Israel, and the church, according to the book of Ephesians, enters into the commonwealth of Israel, the promises that were given in the covenants to Israel, and we, his people, become the righteousness of God. And the difference between the church and unsaved Israel is that the church knows that Jesus is the Messiah, and hopefully that he's also, as King David, king of the Jews who will sit on the throne. You read it, Shelley, forever. And that in the book of Revelation, um, on the gates entering into heaven are the names of the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles who were all Jews, So there's something in God's heart that he wants the church, which we're really part of, Jew and Gentile becoming one new man, to understand about Israel, unsaved Israel, that we might weep and pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that we might weep and pray for the salvation of Israel as a nation, and that we might understand that God has put a partial blindness on the eyes of the Jewish people until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. And today the the church in the earth, Shelley, is primarily Gentile. Right. You know, we're we're a minority. So the teaching on the covenants is very important because it's applicable to the church. And for those of you who are listening who are saying what are these people talking about and you don't know god you don't even know if he exists we want to encourage you to cry out and ask god of abraham isaac and jacob do you exist yes lord and was jesus the son of god the king of israel who will sit on the, king, on the throne of King David forever.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are a covenant-keeping God. Thank you, Lord. And you made this covenant with your people Israel and opened it up, as Junie said, to the entire world, the nations, the Gentiles, to become part of the commonwealth of Israel. Thank you, Lord. In these end days... Your covenants are going to be fulfilled. All Israel shall be saved, and the kingdom of God shall be established. For that we say, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784. Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 and you can also contact them on their website shelleyandjunevolk.com that's shelleyandjunevolk.com until next time the Lord bless thee and keep thee the Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace